Hi, welcome to the CFO Squared podcast, chats about financial and financing optimization. I'm Carl Baker. This podcast is all about business funding, success, and strategy. We're here to help you know how to finance your business. We will also talk about other financial issues impacting your business and ideas to help you succeed and advance your cause. Now let's get into the next episode. So you're sitting at your job trying to figure out how to start a business, perhaps a side hustle, a real estate investment. Maybe you have what you think is that million dollar idea. Maybe you're in the business, but you're wanting to not work for your employer, but you're wanting to start your new idea. Maybe you're in technology. And again, you think you have this uh, uh, business disrupting, market disrupting idea, but you really don't know how to get started. What do I do? How do I get started? How do I get the money? Who do I call? Those are all great questions. And if you haven't done this before, why would you know? It, I've even seen cases where it may even cause you to not move forward because the, the thought of navigating through those things are just too cumbersome. And uh, the concept of fear uh, will, will rise. You'll... Um, You'll be too afraid to, to get started. Well, we don't want that. We're going to address those issues in the show. I'm Carl Baker, host of CFO Squared. Thanks for joining us today. In the future, we're going to talk about other things, uh, residential real estate investments, business funding issues. Um, but today we're going to talk about startup business funding because it encompasses so many things. It encompasses business, it encompasses financing, real estate, et cetera. It all applies. Um, I just see it as a good foundational discussion for, um, for business issues, business financing issues. And it also addresses many of the reasons in why there's such a high decline rate in the financing world, in commercial financing. I talked in the last episode about the fact that 75% of all commercial financing applications get declined. Some, sometimes those numbers are higher in certain categories, but um, many of the reasons that, that lead to those declines are due to the things we're going to talk about today, just really not being prepared. And, uh, and so we want to help uh, this audience be better prepared. So we're going to talk, I'm sort of labeling this podcast, Business Startup and Strategic Financing Path um, Opportunities. What we're going to talk about is how to get started with a business. Again, this is all high level, and each one of these things could probably be a show in, a, in and of itself, and uh, it may be one day, but I'm, I'm going to start with uh, sort of the, the concept of the inverted triangle, talking broad, and we'll drill into other subjects in the future, but um, how to get started with a business, number one. Number two, um, beginning to teach and talk about the concept of personal versus business borrowing. Number three, avenues of, of funding. So getting started, you are starting a business or you have this idea. Uh, now what? Um, how, do we, how do we get started? What do we do? How to get financing? First off, in terms of corporate structure, I see many people start with a sole proprietorship. 
uh, sometimes referred to as a Schedule C because that's the uh, supplemental schedule on a personal tax return that is used to report those activities to the IRS. Uh, Again, that's why it's called a Schedule C. Um, Many people will use a uh, sole proprietorship Schedule C structure. Nothing wrong with that legally, and I'm certainly not an attorney, but uh, there are there are pros and cons to starting a uh, business with a Schedule C. Uh, administratively, super simple, but uh, I think many attorneys would say that uh, there are some uh, some legal uh, risks that are taken by operating a business with a Schedule C. So we recommend other other. Uh, corporate structure types. Uh, those include um, an actual corporation such as a C Corp or a S Corporation. And we're not going to go into all the nuances of all of those, but certainly there are many legal protections that are uh, enumerated in the uh, corporation structure. Then there is, if you're, again, assuming you're not going to take on partners, but if if you do take on partners, that uh, adds altogether other partners or shareholders, that adds other uh, questions to address. But um, another simple structure that is probably one of the most common is called the LLC, the Limited Liability Corporation. And uh, that is a uh, an infrastructure, a structure that is in between, I call it in between a sole proprietorship and the corporate structure, the corporation structure. It allows for the ease of, of uh, administrative issues, the ease of setup, and it provides the legal protections that are uh, found in the corporate structure, in the corporation structure. So um, that's a very common uh, a very common avenue that business owners will take is setting up the LLC. And again, simple, but simple, but uh, adds a lot of protections and adds a lot of advantages. Going back quickly to the uh, downside uh, of the sole proprietorship and the way that I see people financing those businesses uh, really, whether you're whether you have an LLC or a sole proprietorship or not, many people will use personal funds. Again, not knowing the difference between the concept of business financing versus personal financing, not having uh, appropriate advisors, they'll go to their bank and they'll just start commingling their personal funds with their business funds and it creates uh it creates inaccuracies in financial reporting and tax reporting um but it will also eventually and that includes not just commingling personal bank accounts but also personal credit cards um it will start to impact it will start to impact your personal credit score um i've seen many cases where um, business owners tell me, I started a business two years ago. I had an 800 credit score and I used my personal credit cards and I maximized my cards out. And um, now my score is 580. They end up with high amounts of debt. They end up with high, what we call debt to income ratios. 
high utilization, meaning they use all of the uh, all of or a significant amount of the available balances that creates a high utilization percentage. And all of those things lead to a low credit score. Now, if you started out with 800, not only were you uh, an 800 credit score, not only were you well teed up to qualify at that time for for good business financing, but you were also prepared for um, engaging in any personal transactions you were looking to do, buying a car, buying a home. After you have navigated through this process uh, using personal credit to finance your business and you have ended up with a low credit score, you may not be able to obtain business financing, but also importantly, you may have a hard time conducting personal business. If you go with a 580 credit score, for example, um, you may end up having a hard time even buying a car for personal purposes. Certainly buying a house is going to be uh, nearly impossible with a low credit score. So getting started on the right foot is is important there. So that's just a couple opening comments re- regarding uh, corporate structure, regarding personal finances uh, or, or finances. And we're going to come back to that in a little bit. But what are some of the other things that you need to do to uh, get past the opening idea? Developing a business plan. Again, all of these things are topics that you can, um, that, that could be addressed in uh, separate episodes by themselves, but developing a business plan that includes what your idea is, what the value proposition of the business will be, what um, uh, shortfall you're trying to address in the market, uh, what sh- um, what gap you're trying to address in the market. Very importantly, it's important to include a set of projections in the uh, forecast. I mean, in the in the business plan that. Those projections tell the story, uh, the financial story as to how you think the business is going to go. What are your revenues on a monthly for the first several months going to be? What are your expenses going to be? What are your cash flow shortfalls going to be? That will help to articulate what your working capital uh, will will need to be uh, in order to close those gaps. Uh, How will you, this business plan would need to address how you will finance the, um, the beginnings of the business. And again, to go back to deciding on that corporate structure and registration, corporate structure and, um, and what that will entail. As a side note, as j- just again, understanding that when you do set up the corporate structure, there are certain registrations that are needed to be done with each state and every state does them a little bit differently. You can find out a lot about your respective state by going to the the state secretary of state, and uh, and understand and those those websites tend to give you some education. There are plenty of services out there as well that will help people uh, setting up those those corporate structures. Next thing that you need to do is to open a bank account, assuming you take the advice and set up a business. Uh, with a corporation or an LLC, uh, you will want to obtain all that paperwork, register with the state, and then open a bank account and obtain some business credit cards. Those things, um, most banks 
will distinguish between a personal checking account, personal credit cards, and business credit cards and business checking accounts. And the documentation needed is different for all of those. So navigating through that process and um, uh, will we'll help you get started on the right foot. The other thing is understanding how to begin setting up your books. Um, it may seem boring. It may seem nerdy. Um, but at the end of the day, you are eventually going to need to be able to report, if nothing else, report to the IRS uh, what your uh, business, uh, how your business is done financially and what taxes you will, will owe uh, for those financial results. And the way that's done is through uh, your through bookkeeping and accounting and um, setting all of that up in an appropriate way. Again, altogether separate subject, which we may address in the future. Um, certainly, I would say just top of mind, some people use Excel, some people use QuickBooks, some people use other software packages. Decide for yourself what's the, the best solution for you. And uh, I certainly have opinions on all of those things. And, uh, and, you know, I personally think that Excel is okay for the first few months if you do it right. Um, and as you start to get some cash flow and able to pay for some of the administrative uh, administrative expenses that will need to be uh, administrative expenses and tasks that will need to be taken care of. Um, you can start to use a online subscription service for uh, your bookkeeping. Um, so those are just a few of the opening comments that I wanted to make about starting a business. I've talked about the way some people start their business, how they get started on the on a wrong foot. Um, I've talked about navigating through some of the decisions that you need to make. Obviously, um, you have other things once you get started, other issues to address, marketing, social media, um, new customer acquisition, how to address all of those things. Then there are some administrative tasks uh, to get comfortable with and to navigate through payroll, legal issues. At some point, you'll have HR issues. All of those things take uh, some learning, navigation, and I think it highlights the importance of surrounding yourself with mentors that will help you uh, certainly find some peers that have gone ahead of you. Um, those are good good ways to navigate through that. I, I think it highlights to me, as I have started a couple of business, businesses, it highlights the importance of having some mentors. It highlights the importance of asking questions. You know, I think as a general rule, people in your circle of influence, people in my circle of influence um, are all willing to help um, people succeed and provide some advice and provide some high level thoughts on how they have navigated through these processes. Take advantage of those circles and ask questions. You'll, you'll learn over time that people are pretty eager to help. So let's move into uh, the other subject, which is financing. We, we talk to a lot of people. And uh, they're seeking financings. Uh, they're seeking some advice on how to get their business started. And by and large, this is an overgeneralization, but by and large, I hear people think that banks are just are there to solve that startup funding problem. 
the general preconceived notion is that's why banks exist is to loan out money to startup enterprises and others. But uh, in, in their case, in their scenario, that's why banks exist. I need money. Banks are there to give it. It is true. Banks are there to lend, but I've said it before. Banks lend, lenders lend to borrowers that are borrowing from a position of strength, not weakness. Um, and so there are some strategies, and this is where we're segueing into the financing strategy of uh, of component of, of this show. There are some strategies, and I've found that people call us thinking they're looking for one particular type of financing. And that's not that, that loan type is not always the best solution for them. And I usually set the framework for any discussion around financing by summarizing all the options for any early stage business in, uh, in America, uh, you really have five options. And if you're taking notes, just remember these five options, uh, in order to fund your, your business, your, your early stage business. Number one, personal reserves using your own cash. Number two, friends and family obtaining loans, uh, or other, other donations. There are Friends and family is is a category. Number three is equity, meaning uh, whether it's from friends and family or from business partners, uh, obtaining infusions of cash that include a ownership in in the business. We call that the most expensive form of financing. It's a very legitimate and appropriate form of financing in the right scenario, but it's usually uh, the last thing that a typical business owner would want to do. And that's an overgeneralization, but just in the, in the broad stroke of, of total of, of all businesses being open today, equity, giving away ownership and taking on equity financing is uh, sort of the last option. Number four is SBA financing, small business administration financing obtained at banks. Said another way, bank financing with SBA backing. And we'll talk about SBA financing at, at some point. And then the fourth way, a uh, fifth way is unsecured lines of credit. That's a fancy way of saying uh, credit cards. Credit cards is a very common way. In fact, I would According to statistics, it is the most common way business owners start their businesses. I talked earlier about the fact many people do it the incorrect way using personal financing. Um, however, they are still using credit cards. And it is the concept of using unsecured lines of credit, i.e. credit cards, is a it, it is the a very common and in many ways the most appropriate way to uh, finance a business. But those are the five ways, and it's just important to understand that people people call all the time saying we need a loan, we need a loan. Well, here are your five options, and it starts with understanding those five options and understanding what you qualify for and what's the appropriate path. So, like I said, let's let's take those five scenarios and um, and let's talk about a couple, two or three different scenarios to understand how to 
navigate through determining what's the appropriate financing path. First of all, it's, it's important to understand that with all credit decisions, no matter what, all credit decisions are, are made based on your own qualifications and the bank's qualification, bank's criteria for determining those qualifications, what a person's credit score is, what income level uh, you have, what your experience is. And each different financing instrument has its own weighting of those criteria, but we call it the four C's, cash flow, credit, collateral, and what I call the capacity of borrower. And again, each of those are weighted differently depending on the types of financings. But even if we do determine what the appropriate path is for financing, sometimes that path gets blocked by a borrower's own credit uh, qualifications. But it's it's important to understand what you qualify for, number one. And number two, what's the appropriate financing path? So we're primarily going to talk about the financing path, but it's based on the underlying understanding that you still have to qualify for that qualifying path. All right. So in all cases, I personally think borrowing the right way establishing business credit, avoiding personal borrowings to the extent possible in getting a business started is a foundational exercise. Building that business credit profile is a foundational exercise that will help you get started on the right foot. What, I, what do I mean by business credit? Well, when I ask a person, what's your personal, what's your FICO score? You know what I mean by that. You know that I'm asking for your personal credit profile. There is a concept called a business credit profile, and uh, it is to business what the personal credit profile is to an individual. And it's important to build that business credit, and it gets built over time with, uh, with a, an appropriate file being built and with longevity, that, that time process. I tell people all the time that credit begets credit. You have to get started building that credit as early as possible. And so I think building that credit, obtaining some some unsecured lines of credit with, with the business uh, credit profile is a, a foundational exercise. And no matter how much you need, getting some business credit is the right first step. As I'll point out later, it may be the only thing you need, you need to do for a while, but it is at least the very first thing. I would also say, even for real estate investing, having effective unsecured lines of credit is an effective way to use other people's money to um, begin to finance your enterprise. And again, that could be a whole show in and of itself. It may be someday, but understanding I'm talking, I continue to make references to business, but if you're a real estate investor and you are conducting business, you are a business and having lines of credit is an effective way to uh, build that business. I personally am doing some real estate investing and uh, we are using lines of credit to effectively finance that business. So these concepts apply to you as well. 
So let's, again, let's talk about a couple scenarios. I, I made some opening remarks about what all business owners should do, but let's talk about a couple scenarios. Let's say a meaningful number for you is four or $500,000 or above. In other words, you don't think you can even start your business unless you get an, an infusion of four or $500,000. Well, you're probably going to need more than what you can obtain from uh, unsecured lines of credit, i.e. credit cards. That might be able to help you in some way, in some fashion. Again, I think it's a foundational exercise, but that's probably not going to be enough for you. Anything over a few hundred thousand dollars, um, you're, you're going to need to find funding from your own personal reserves, loaning money to the business, seeking funds from friends and family, or business partners seeking equity financing, or um, the SBA, bank, bank, a bank loan from the SBA. Again, that's, that's assuming if you do qualify uh, and you can obtain SBA financing or funds from these other, other, category, other sources, then that is probably the right avenue for you. What happens if, if you need that level of funding, but for whatever reason, you've asked several lenders and you're not able to qualify? Well, to be honest, it probably means you'll need to scale your plans back or keep looking for business partners. And you will probably need to make alternative plans. Said a different way, you, you can't have negative cash flow, poor credit, and then expect a bank to loan you money. I've had very experienced business people come to me, for example, seeking $2 million for their business. And, you know, talking to them long enough, you can see they are experienced people. Their idea is going to work. Uh, you can see the path. You can look at their projections and see that they're, uh, they are going to be a profitable business, but it's going to take a while. Well, the SBA, um, depending on the criteria needed to qualify for an SBA loan, a bank may decide there's too big of a risk and uh, you're, you're not going to be able to qualify. And it, it, again, it all just depends. And we'll talk someday about what a typical SBA loan looks like, but if you get enough of those declines, you're probably going to start to need to draw a conclusion that we'll, we need to look for other financing and equity. You know, that's when you start to have that sort of a scenario. And again, going back to the people that I've talked to, that was the conclusion that I, that I came to and that I advised. You know, if you're in that startup phase, you're very experienced but you are just not able to qualify for an SBA loan and the unsecured line of credit scenario is not sufficient to cover your capital needs, you probably are going to be looking for financing from friends and family or from equity partners. But let's switch the switch gears for a second and go to another scenario. Let's say you're looking for $10,000 or $20,000 or something up to um, a few hundred thousand dollars. Well, the appropriate financing category may be an SBA loan. Um, again, if you, if you are able to qualify for that, it may be more effective, however, to seek unsecured, just, just 
seek unsecured lines of credit, credit card financing in and of itself. I've, I've talked to business owners where they have these grand glorious plans and uh, they're asking for an SBA loan. And I say, well, what's a meaningful number for you? What's the, what's the right number? And that will help you get your business started on the right foot. And they say $30,000, $40,000. Well, I would say it's very possible that if you are able to qualify for unsecured lines of credit and get started with that building that business credit, it's very possible that depending on your projections and uh, anticipated cash flow, it's very possible that for a while that may be all you need. And again, I, I mention that because many people call us asking for an SBA loan when really building business credit with the unsecured lines of credit programs is the appropriate financing path. And that may be the, the right way to get started on the right foot. Taking that path will help you get the financing you need. Plus, it will help build that business credit, which is a permanent solution, a permanent financing for you. Having, I tell people as a quick reminder, having $100,000 or $40,000 in, in a line of credit is better than having $40,000 in cash because that revolving line of credit is just always there and will be there for you for the life of the business. And understanding the concept that credit begets credit, starting with a $40,000 line of credit today, uh, you will more than likely be able to qualify for more tomorrow as you build that credit using appropriate strategies. Then again, also understanding that doing that financing the right way, use seeking business financing as opposed to using personal lines of credit, you'll avoid impacting your personal credit score. And, and that's important to understand as well. So then I... I ask, and you may be asking, well, if it's that easy, just understanding those strategies, why the high decline rates? Well, lender appetite is one reason. Qualifying for financing is another reason. People having low credit scores, having low amounts of experience in the type of business that you're getting started. Those are all reasons. Many times lenders are collateral based. They want to see a high amount of collateral. And there's all sorts of reasons as to why a person may not qualify for that loan in, in any particular category. But understanding the strategies and understanding what is an appropriate path is at least a good way to get started and, and um, begin navigating in the right direction. You know, qualifying, just a, a final note about that, qualifying is an evolving process. You may not qualify for an SBA loan today, but once you build business credit, build some time in business, it's, it will perhaps be the right solution, the right financing solution in the future. But today, uh, the right financing solution may be another, another path. So just understanding how all of that works is important. So I hope this discussion about early business startup ideas, structure, understanding the, the various tasks and disciplines 
uh, one needs to address as, as you get your business started. I hope all these things have resonated with you and are, and are helpful. As we talk about financing paths, it's not to sway one person towards one particular path or another. It's just understanding that there are strategic ways to finance your business and doing that the right way will help you be most effective in getting your business started on the right path. A good lender or advisor will steer you in in the right direction, and we hope this will help you begin to make some of those decisions. We could talk about other strategies for particular transactions, but these are good opening strategies for financing your business, and I uh, hope that it has helped you. Until next time, feel free to reach out to us with any questions or comments. Our contact information is included in the show notes. And until next time, uh, we'll be signing off today and look forward to speaking to you another time. Thanks a lot, everybody. Goodbye. This concludes the latest episode of CFO Squared Chats about financial and financing optimization with Carl Baker. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Leave us some notes or comments or questions by reaching out to us via email or phone number. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we would be glad to try to answer questions, take your notes, questions, and comments into consideration for future episodes. Until next time, signing off. Thanks again. Bye-bye.